Hey, Story Show listeners, Jeremy here, along with Angie and Shane, and uh, we are in season four of our Story Show podcast and getting jazzed about our next show, which is coming up in July, July 25th at the Marion Ross Performing Arts Center, and the, uh, the theme of our next show is light my fire. <laughs> I look over at Angie, she's pointing, my Hi. fire, not your fire. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't think it'd be that hard, but... That's teamwork! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so uh, we'll be announcing here in a week or two the um, storytellers, and we're still in the selection process, and we're going to start editing those, and we'll release those names soon. There is a rumor that a special someone has submitted a story. A it, special it, someone? It could be Beyonce. We don't know for sure. We're not releasing anything. It could That's be. That's just a rumor. It's a possibility. I think anything's on the table at this point. I think so, too. I mean, we are getting pretty big. We're over 1,300 downloads, which would be a big deal if we were talking about one episode. But we're in season four. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't make fun of our podcast on the podcast, but we're growing. That's you know, very it's cute. It's you. very humble. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people are into that right now. When when we're pushing seven hundred episodes, like This American Life, here in a few years, we'll look back at this and think, you know, Adorable. we were babies, yeah. <laughs> just cutting our teeth. Yeah. Uh, so today's show, uh, we are going to be sharing a, sto- a story from uh, January's story show, the Give Me Shelter story show. Uh, from Jim Wickman. It's called Buddy the One-Eyed Wonder, uh, which is about a rescue dog of his that is aging. And it's a really special dog, special story. And uh, we were talking earlier about pets. And Shane, you you grew up with a dog, right? Special dog. Well, we had lots of dogs growing up, but my dog was Samantha. She was a black cocker spaniel. She was the sweetest thing. And she had that I don't know, I love Cocker Spaniels because they just have that thick curly hair and big droopy ears and those big eyes that kind of just love you all and the time. And they're soft. Yeah, they're so soft and uh, and there's all these pictures from my childhood of her just clinging to me wherever I was and I, I remember that part now. And now that we have two small dogs again at our house in the last couple months, it's been fun to be a part of that and watch my kids lean into that love of having someone always with them. In fact, uh, our son asked, can I... Can I take Phoebe and go cuddle with her while I play video games? And I'm like, of course you can. <laughs> he asked. He yeah. Well, you're still training them, so that would. We, uh, we're uh, we're on a keen watch all the time <laughs> as we potty train. <laughs> oh, so, where'd the puppy go? <laughs> yeah, where's the puppy? <laughs> Which leads to the reason why I don't own dogs. <laughs> because man, uh, that. That's like having a new baby, right? That's mm. having like having a newborn. You're, you're getting up at night, um, and you've got two right now. We do have two right now, oh. so I guess if you're gonna do it, well, they do play it, with each right? other, yeah, which is really nice. Like you, they're kind of self-entertaining, and so that's what everyone told me about kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, you've already got one. You've got one, yeah. Might as well have two. They'll play with each other. We have two, and that's not always true. <laughs> yeah. Your first dog was Samantha. Your son's dog is Phoebe. These are these are human names. Sure, sure. Well, the runner-up was Carol, actually. <laughs> uh, the kids wanted to name the dog Carol so that they could say to people, hey, you guys need to come over to the house and meet Carol, and then it turns out to be this five-pound dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Carol. Which I thought was yeah. really good. So, But I couldn't stop laughing every time they said Carol, so it had to get changed to Phoebe. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So, what, Angie, you said that y- your family has a rule about dog names? Yeah, you aren't... Uh, so I have a really big family, and we aren't allowed to name our pets human names. Um, I think it's because there's so many babies being born all the time that, like, we, we need names. So <laughs> Might run out. Yeah, you can't have Abby's or Samantha's or Phoebe's because those those need. But um, I found a loophole, and I just name all of my dogs after flowers. Nice. We have a daisy and a lily and an olive, which is technically a tree. I get it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we kind of found a way to circumvent that without getting cool. in trouble. So you're not a dog man, Jeremy. I'm not a dog. No, I do see a cat running around yeah, the house. Yeah, Clover. Oh. You know, yeah. Um, and she's she's great. Um, but, yeah, dogs are just they're a lot of work, you know. You got to clean up, clean up after them a little bit more and walk them. And I just kind of know myself. You know, I'm. It's just enough of a stretch for me to be a mediocre parent to humans. You know, much less, <laughs> uh, much less animals. Our kids are gonna love this episode, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I grew up with pets, outside pets, though, on a farm, and and they just they died. You know, and so you didn't get quite as attached. You know, they get hit by hit by especially the cats. You know, they accidents or hit by a car and uh, it was always sad but it wasn't I don't think it's the same as having a house pet you know agreed this kind of attachment and uh, Jim's story is actually about you know dealing with uh, a dog who's growing older and he knows he's not going to be around forever and uh, that's yeah. tough we're, we're there right now with Lily she's 12 so like and our so our good friends had her brother so like we were always comparing them, hang, let them hang out together, like trying to force human attributes onto pets. Um, and he like didn't wake up one morning, oh. so he's been gone for like a year. And so now every morning I wake up and I'm like, "Are you okay? Are you in there?" <laughs> she is so far, but like it's a little terrifying. Which is what kind of what he talks about in this story is yeah. like part of him every day is like, "Come on, buddy," and then the other part of him's like, "How how long for, yeah. my, for my sake yeah. do I?" Because there's that anxiety. Yeah. That. I don't want I'm not looking forward to that moment right and and seeing seeing your pet suffer you know, yeah. we had a our first cat as a family here uh, died of feline leukemia and it was that was really hard you know to see her go downhill and to go downhill fast and you know toward the end there was, she was suffering a lot and yeah so that's hard and I, I also remember it I, I used to think when I'd see you know, hear people talk about losing a pet, and I think, uh, it's a it's a pet, you know. But it's a, like a member of the family. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. The the thing is, these are like like you're talking about like for the people who run through it, heavy topics. What Jim does beautifully in this story is like take this heavy, personalized thing and make it approachable and light. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is very how, funny. how we should approach everything like, yeah. right? <laughs> life lessons yeah. with the story show yeah. yeah Jim's great yeah so I think I think you guys are really going to enjoy this and uh, yeah so let's let's hear it huh so here it is Jim Wickman's buddy the one-eyed wonder enjoy over nearly six decades Jim has called many places home Conger, St. Paul, Grantsburg, Wisconsin, Evanston, Illinois, West Dummerston, Vermont, 
in Nwango, Waziland. No, Swaziland. <laughs> Close. <laughs> His experiences in these cities, states, countries, and continents have left their mark on him. A few things he's learned along the way. How to drive in a big city rush hour traffic. Translated, be patient, you'll get through it. It's fun to be a Packers fan when you're with Vikings fan, and a Viking fan when you're with Packers fans. <laughs> Translated, it's okay to be different from the rest. It's good to make sure the electric cable you're cutting is the same one you shut off. <laughs> Translated, pay attention to the details. And it really is true that what goes around comes around. Best translated by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Be silly, be honest, be kind. This is Buddy, The One-Eyed Wonder by Jim Whitman. I grew up in an animal family. I don't mean I was raised by wolves. But, it, but as far back as I can remember, we always had at least one dog and several barn cats on the farm. They were more than just farm animals. They were part of the family, and to this day, my siblings and I reminisce about Tina, Peppy, Sam, Gray One, Mother Cat, okay, not too original on those names, <laughs> Tippy and Brandy, most of my adult life, I always had a dog or a cat around too. But about 10 years ago, I found myself petless. And to be honest, it felt pretty good. I could come and go freely and not worry about having to be home to let the dog out or make sure the cat was fed. Let's face it, having a pet ties you down more than having kids. I'm single and don't have any kids, but as far as I can tell, Hotels and restaurants still allow kids, right? <laughs> However, a little over seven years ago, a little dog strayed into my life and, ex and in exchange for food and shelter, reminded me of the joy that pets bring to our lives. It was, an on, it was in an October evening when my brother and sister-in-law came home from a friend's wedding and found the black and white Shih Tzu wandering around their yard outside of Manchester. He had no collar or tag, but seemed healthy, well-groomed, and wasn't afraid of them. So at first they assumed he'd simply wandered away from home. Rich and Barb called several friends in the area to see if anyone knew where he belonged. They had no luck with that, other than one asked if he was missing an eye, which he was, but they hadn't noticed because his bangs covered it up. Their friend said they had seen him hanging around the bend in the road bar and grill for a few days, but didn't know where he'd come from. With no success in the neighborhood, they expanded their search to include local vet offices and groomers, and again found that no one knew anything about him. It was becoming apparent that he had simply been abandoned. So Rich and Barb's dilemma became what to do with a stray in need of a home. You see, they already had two dogs, several cats, and three horses. Since Barb had already dubbed him Jack, as in one-eyed, he, he and he seemed to get along with everyone, any logical person might have assumed adding a small housebroken dog 
to the menagerie wouldn't have been a big problem, but no. They decided that adopting him wasn't an option. Their next thought, of course, was to take him to the Humane Society here in town. Again, a logical solution, but no. It was quickly replaced with, Jim should take him. He needs a dog out on the farm. I was very skeptical, but pressure and guilt was brought to bear until I caved and became the owner of a foo-foo lap dog who I named Buddy, the one-eyed wonder. I knew nothing about Shih Tzus when I took Buddy in, and in case you're not familiar with the breed, allow me to share some of what I've learned. It's believed the breed goes back about a thousand years to Tibet and China, where they were bred to be companion dogs in the royal courts. Shih Tzu, translated from Mandarin, is lion dog, because they were often groomed to look like small lions. They don't shed, which is a good thing, but their fur never stops growing and need, needs to be trimmed regularly, which is not so good. Being a do-it-yourselfer, AKA a cheapskate, <laughs> and not wanting to shell out $30 every few months, I invested in a clipper. After all, how hard could it be to give a dog a haircut? <laughs> Well, after I'm finished, he usually has a bit of an Albert Einstein look. <laughs> but neither of us mind. I think it's because Buddy is not your typical foo-foo lapdog. He is what I've coined a he-man's foo-foo lapdog. <laughs> I soon learned that he can belch and fart with the best of the big breeds. <laughs> and like most dogs, loves to roll in anything as long as it's dead or at least smells like it's dead. <laughs> Another characteristic of Shih Tzus is they tend to be somewhat aloof and more than a little stubborn. I've often described Buddy as a cat wearing a cute dog suit. <laughs> he's affectionate when he wants to be, but he's definitely not one of those goofy groveling Labrador retrievers that shove their nose into your hand insisting on your attention. He's more of an, I'll allow you to scratch my ears until something better comes along kind of dog. And don't expect him to sit or come on command unless you have a treat. To paraphrase one source, compared to border collies that mastered new commands in less than five repetitions and obey them at least 95% of the time, Shih Tzus require 80 to 100 repetitions of a command before finally obeying just 25% of the time. <laughs> if Buddy is any indication, that gives them more credit than they deserve. <laughs> and that's not to say he isn't smart, he just has a very selective vocabulary. Ride, treat, and out, always get a reaction from him. Sit, come, and no, not so much. For the most part, Buddy is a quiet fellow, which is typical of his breed, so when he barks, it's worthy of my attention. When he hears something out of the ordinary, he'll let me know, usually with a single <laughs> He's definitely no high-strung yappy dog. One of his funniest habits is on those rare occasions when he actually wants my attention. Instead of barking, he'll sit nearby and simply stare at me. 
as if he's mentally willing me to pay attention. <laughs> if I don't notice him, or heaven forbid, pretend to ignore him, he'll kick it up a notch with some throaty, low-pitched growls that aren't really growls, kind of... <laughs> They're more like a canine... <clears throat> And then he'll add some full body wiggles for good measure, kind of a sh little shimmy. <laughs> Finally, when all else fails, he moves into my line of vision until I can't ignore him anymore. Overall, Buddy has made being a dog owner easy and definitely fun these past seven years. But as we all know, things change. Back on his first trip to the vet, they estimated his age to be seven or eight, which would make him 14 or 15 now. Using the one human year equals seven dog years standard, that would make him about 100 years old in dog years. Even if that's not an entirely accurate estimate, he's definitely well into old age with all the health issues that come with it. The first sign that he was getting old appeared about a year and a half ago when I noticed he was straining to empty his bladder. Kind of like a guy with an enlarged prostate who has to go every 20 minutes. <laughs> he would go, or we would go outside and rain or shine, spend 15 minutes peeing. Him, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Only to come in and pee on the kitchen floor. Again, him, not me. <laughs> I took him to the vet where he was probed, x-rayed, and ultimately diagnosed with crystals in his bladder. Since he was still passing urine, we decided to put him on a special, aka expensive, <laughs> prescription dog food and hope for the best. If the crystals got worse and completely blocked his urinary tract, he would need surgery. Fortunately, the food helped and crisis was averted. Not long after that, his hearing started to fade, and now he's almost completely deaf. He seems to hear loud noises, since he perks up when I clap or use my outside voice. However, it's obvious he can't tell where the sound is coming from. I tell myself, old dogs get along fine after they lose their hearing, but I miss his excitement whenever I'd ask him if he wanted a treat or to go on a ride. I console myself by saying he probably sees it as a win, since he now has a good excuse for ignoring me when I call him. <laughs> the most dramatic decline happened almost literally overnight last January, when he started bumping into things as he walked around the house. His one eye had always been a little cloudy with a cataract, but it had finally reached the point where he was almost completely blind. At first, I wondered if we had reached the point when it was time to make that most difficult of decisions and have him put down. After all, what quality of life can it be for a dog that is blind and deaf? But amazingly, he has adapted, and like the Energizer Bunny, just keeps on going. He bumbles around, bumping into things, but his nose works as well as ever, so he's able to find his way around the house. The hardest part, for me at least, has been that since he can no longer manage stairs by himself, I need to carry him outside to do his thing. And since I can't do that while I'm at work, I usually come home to a puddle, or worse, 
I suppose a lot of people wouldn't put up with it, but both of us have adjusted. Buddy, by learning it's okay to go on the kitchen floor, but not on the living room carpet. And me, by keeping a supply of old towels handy. It's not ideal for either of us, but it's tolerable and has become the new normal for us. The puddle master and his manservant. <laughs> so, what happens from here? I know that his time is short, days, weeks, or months if I'm lucky. There have been some bad days when I've wondered if it was time to make that last call to the vet. But then he rallies and keeps on going. I wake up some mornings wondering, and maybe hoping, if I'll find that he's gone quietly in his sleep, sparing me the heartache of that last call. But whichever way he goes, I know he won't be with me much longer. I try to prepare for that inevitability by telling myself he's just a dog and that once again I'll be petless and free to come and go without a worry. And that's a good thing, right? But Buddy, the one I'd wonder, has me wondering if it really is. Thanks. The Give Me Shelter Story Show was produced by Angie Zoller-Barker and me, Jeremy Corey Greenis. Check out our website at thestoryshow.org. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, please do so. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just search for The Story Show in quotes and you'll find us. Thanks.